0: Alright, so hey everyone, welcome to Creator Flow Podcast. Today's going to be a fun episode, in my opinion. Um, I have an individual who has been, um, you know, allowing me to listen to a genre of music again that I have never quite, I'm going to be honest, haven't really quite cared about too much or have ignored, and he's really making me get into it, um, you know, and and, and and this guy, again, he reached out to us, wanted to be on the show, and that made me excited because, of course, you know, we're, we're a nobody, uh, a podcast. We're, we're, we're built on just a few months of Instagram uh, posts. And so it's really exciting to have this individual on. Thank you so much, Charlie Cope, for being on. What's up, man?
1: Hey, man, and thanks for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think, I you know, I just said in the intro, I'm not, I haven't really been someone who, who touches your genre of music. What, what would you even call your
1: genre of music? Americana. It's not a too It's not very popular So yeah I completely understand
0: Yeah no it's not that it's not popular It's just my um, You know Unaware self just goes And and says oh it sounds like country music So I don't like that I'm not going to listen to it And you know that's very um, (laughs) That's wrong on my part Shouldn't do that But um, as I've gotten to listen to some of your stuff And I was like Oh this isn't this isn't all that different from maybe just, you know, anything else I'll listen to. It's just, it's, it's, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, with that, with that being your style, was that a type of music that you were always listening to as a, as a kid?
1: Oh, um, when I was a kid, um, cause like, like you said, it sounds very country music. Like, and, and so like a lot of people hear, hear me and they just think country cause they don't, a lot of people don't know what American music is. Right. And, um uh, So when I was a kid, um, all I listened to was old school country. That was all that I liked. Um, From like really old stuff like Jimmy Rogers and Hank Williams Sr. to like Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings. And then when I got a little older, I was about 16 or so, I started getting into classic rock, you know, CCR and the Rolling Stones and Journey and the Beatles and all that. And uh, from there, I just kind of started – progressing more when I got into like Bob Dylan, got more into folk music, and then um, took a while. And eventually, I got in like old school soul music, you know, Marvin Gaye and you know Otis Redding and that sort of thing. And um, I guess that, that one's a little bit more recent, but after a while, I, started, I just kind of realized, you know, I'm listening to just about everything old school. And then once I found uh, Americana music, once I figured out what that was, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! It's very a very broad genre, but it's kind of like you don't really have to choose. You can just kind of get in the middle of everything."
0: Oh man, I like that. I like that oh, idea because I listen to. There's a guy I listen to. I'm sure, maybe you may have know who you may know who he is. Rag and Bone Man. Do you know who that is? No, <laughs> but I'm googling it now, dude. Rag R A G, and then the the letter N, and then Bone Man. Um, he's you're going to listen to this man's voice later and you're going to be floored. Right. And then you go to find out he's, he's from the UK mm-hmm. and you're just like, Oh really? Blew my mind. And I like his flavor. I like his style. Cause he can mix in what I claim. I, I, I mean, I guess is Americana maybe potentially mm-hmm. And he throws in some, he throws in some rap. He throws in some, you know, he likes to mix in some things. Yeah. Um, and I could appreciate a person who doesn't stick to just one style uh when they're making their music, so and clearly, I guess that leads into the idea that I guess your environment kind of helped mold your musical tastes, I suppose, right
1: you know the people that I grew up with never listened to Americana or really, I was always the one telling them you know what it was, <laughs> and um you know even like country music or classic rock or, you know, and um, really, you know, friends in school, and if they listen to country, it was more like Luke, uh, like um, Luke Bryan or Florida Georgia line or something like that, which is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum for me. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's cool. It's just different from what I'm used to. Um, and every, everybody's can to, to like pop and rap and that sort of thing, which again, is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum for Americana music. Americana music basically just being like everything old school, mixed in a pot together. Um, so it, it was more of like me trying to hunt, 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 it down. And once I finally did find it, I'm like, okay, this is cool. And just like, you know, now I know the rag and bone man. I'm going to look him up. I'm going <laughs> to, I've already looked him up. But I'm going to listen to him as soon as we're off of this, but I'm constantly looking for new music.
0: Yeah, and that's part of like this idea with this podcast for us, which is not only to allow other creative people to kind of maybe go, Oh, I didn't know about that dude but mm-hmm. in a way it's really selfish for me too. It's like I wanna learn, you know? Mm. I wanna learn about different styles of music and different styles of art and, and whatnot. Like I personally I'm an artist myself. Like I I'll I, I don't know everything. You don't mm-hmm. know everything and, and it's important for all of us to continue to learn to make ourselves better. And uh, if, if one day you're at a gig and you see a dude that you're like, this guy this guy is singing pop music, yeah, screw that. But then you listen to him and you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, he, he, I could learn from this guy, or vice versa. And right. I think that's extremely important to, to keep learning and keep finding out new people and new, new things. Mm-hmm. But what 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 else do you do in your in your everyday music life? Is it is it do you play any instruments or or whatnot? Uh, yeah,
1: I play a lot of instruments. <laughs> well, um, mainly on stage, you'll see me playing either guitar or uh, piano. It's probably the main ones, or um, harmonica as well, um, and of course vocals. Um, I've also I was. Uh, in a folk singers backup band a few years ago I played the drums but it was just like really you know kind of folksy music so all I had to do was like brushes on a snare it's just really all I had to do
0: right
1: it was all really simple stuff luckily because I'm not very good at drums <laughs> and um, I, a lot of people still know me as a, a bass player in a country band straight out of Austin I mean I, I played just about everything wow
0: what what's like? What's that instrument for you? That's just when you when you touch it, you're like, I'm at home.
1: None of them, because oh, wow. well, all of them and none of them. Uh, that's probably not a great answer, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when when I thinking like, oh, I've got this. You know, when when I hold an instrument, you know, an instrument is just an amazing way to express yourself you know, making music, you know, creating ideas, making ideas something real. Um, And, you know, I don't think I'm the kind of person where I can just say, oh, I've got this when it comes to my ideas and my emotions because, you know, they're evolving. They come from, you know, actual places and events and those events and those stories and the way that I'm looking at them, they evolve. So my emotions evolve and so does my music. So really, everything I do from just a simple scale on a guitar, which is probably where I'm probably uh, where I'm most comfortable on, you know um, a few weeks from now, not only would I be much better at it because I practice like all the time, but uh, I'd probably approach it in a completely different way, even if it is something simple or complicated or whatever, just different styles.
0: So you're saying there's always like an evolution. There's always, you're always, you're always just
1: adding to that. Right. Yeah. But that, that being said, um, I do feel way more comfortable with an instrument in my hands. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a language and it's a language I prefer no, to speak than anything else.
0: Yeah. Right on. I mean, there's, um, I always go back to when, when, when I ask this question to people, I always go back to, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of, of Michael Jackson just being interviewed. And they ask him, the Michael, how do, you, how do you make your music? And he just goes, well, you know, I have this thought in my head first. And I think of the lyrics. And then I think about the, 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 the drum track. And then I think of the guitar riff. And, then I, and, and as he's giving this interview, he's doing each instrument out loud. And he goes, I think of each and every single portion of that song. And someone like him, of course, who was obviously a legend in every single sense of the word in terms of music, he understood how important it was to nail each section of the song. And, and going back to what you said about, you know, learning and then the evolution of when you play, it's, to me, it reminds me of that same idea is as a musician, as a songwriter, as whatever, you have to understand the different aspects of what you're doing. Is there an instrument for you that you've yet to touch that maybe uh, is is next on the on the
1: repertoire? Um, violin. Yeah. That, yeah, it's just such a cool instrument. Given your
0: music and what I've heard at least so far, and and, and it's been about three or four songs, but given <laughs> given what I've heard and, and at least from what I understand, adding a violin to that man you 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 have me sold <laughs> like yeah. that that would be extraordinary and see what you could do with that too like you could it'll it'll completely change the way uh maybe people perceive uh what you're doing and i think I think that would be actually pretty awesome and you I know you mentioned you do some live stuff obviously you're you're on you're on the, the you're you're about to go on tour am I correct
1: yes um actually by the time this podcast comes out I'll already be on tour. You're already to be on tour.
0: So we'll get we'll get to that soon. Um Yeah. But so when you're when you're touring and and doing live events um how is that different? And and I mean I know I kind of know the answer but like how is that different from sitting in a recording booth? Besides the fans, like what's the difference between being, being in the recording booth versus being in front of an audience for our, for our fans like
1: let the people that are listening, what's the difference between that? Oh man, it's, it's everything. Um, I mean, I've only had a couple tunes out so far. Um, you know, I, I don't count my old album because it was terrible, but uh, all the, you know, the newer, the official songs, you know, the singles, um, there's only been a few out. And as of the time this podcast comes out, the new single putting myself through would have just come out. Um, and we, we, you know, I'm I'm big fans of you know like Grateful Dead, and I listen to a lot of blues music. And my musicians, they're all uh, primarily jazz majors and uh, jazz musicians. So we do we do quite a bit of improv. We'll switch it up. Um, we'll make it a little bit more interesting. Um, you know, for the studio, we do how to cut some things down just to make it shorter and simpler. You know, get on the radio more. You know, get on the charts more. Uh, you know, a couple of our tunes have gotten on the charts. Um, you know we have to think you know marketing wise and all that. but right. at the shows it's more of you know y'all are you know some of y'all drive for hours. you know people tell me how you know they drove for like four hours to come see a show of mine that's you know wild or um, usually I don't have a cover charge to get into one of my shows, but sometimes uh, I have to or sometimes I'm playing with somebody that does and you know they'll drive for a long time or they'll pay or whatever to come see me so you know we will make it you know a big event we'll mix songs together we'll you know extend them a little bit we'll um we'll throw in instruments that aren't necessarily on uh on the um on the record or on the uh, singles that come out um like we we're talking about violin uh most of the tunes that we have out so far really all of the official songs other than putting myself through have violin on them um and I have a, I have three awesome violin players, so I'm <laughs> sure one of them would probably like to come out for a show or two, and uh, we'll mix up musicians we bring, and uh, we got horn players and all kinds of crazy musicians, um, and we'll we'll make it more of a bigger event, and I really don't like it when musicians just play the same thing that they have
0: right. Uh,
1: right. from the studio, you know, I'm like man. Uh, if I wanted to listen to that, I just listen to that. Let me let me hear something else. Let me let me get something a little more. No, agreed.
0: I mean, there's there's this uh, there's this notion that, and I, and I hate it. Is when people go see you live, they want to hear what's on the recording. That's that's not true at all. That mm-hmm. is not true at all. They want to hear. Obviously, they don't want to hear you do a song that, that they're they're unfamiliar with. I mean, unless you want to break out a new song, then go go ahead. But they they, they want a little different flavor. You know, you got to give them right. a little something different. They paid money, you know, right. for the most part. They paid a good for, for a lot of people a pretty penny. Like, listen, ten bucks to go see a show. Um, that that's you know, you are seeing up and coming people and and people that are that are really trying to make it hard. Ten bucks for for that fan is a lot of money. Uh, mm-hmm. You better you better you better give them their due. Um, and I appreciate that you do that. You know, too many too many artists don't. You know. They they uh they like to take the easier route. Some of them, um, yeah. But but you, the fact that you're 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 introducing all these different instruments and instruments that aren't like you said aren't on the record and whatnot. Um, mm. Now, being that Texas is such a large state, and being that you know um, maybe Americana is not something that is quite known up here in, in New York City and stuff like that. Are you willing or or or, or uh, thinking about doing tours up here, or are you are you primarily thinking? Um, you know, I'm good where I'm at for now.
1: <laughs> well, Americana music isn't too popular around here either. Um, right. Like I said, most people still just call me country music. Um, but, that's... uh. I can't go too much into details on the future of these tours because they are mapped out for quite a while.
0: Oh, awesome. But, awesome. Um, um, so if I, you- I will say if, if I can
1: play music there and I, if I can connect with my fans, then I, I go to the ends of heaven and hell to <laughs> make sure I can do that.
0: Right answer. Right answer. I was trying to, was trying to throw you there. No, um, I I think, listen, man, I think you'd be welcomed here in a heartbeat because there's people out here playing some weird shit that are. <laughs> I'm not saying your stuff's weird. I'm not, I'm not saying that. You know, wow. that, that's the great thing about, um, and I'm not touting New York City as anything, but I'm just saying, like, like, music, a lot of music has been developed in New York City. That's just, like, the history of this town. And um, so many things have been tested and whatnot. And I think if you introduce your style, and I'm sure people are playing your style right now here, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if you introduce your style here, it'll be welcomed with with open arms. You know, you just got to find the right venues and and right places and stuff. But that's the other thing about like, at least my knowledge of the music scene in New York City. Like I used to be in the punk scene. You know, I, I, I used to I used to be involved in that heavily. There's so many places that you could play here that <laughs> when you walk by during the day, you're like, they do shows. It's a coffee <laughs> shop. They do shows. It's a laundromat. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that's the case down there, but it blows my mind still every day. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I mean,
1: I, I like to tell people that ne- might not ne- necessarily have had music before. Um, if you have enough room for me to stand there, and one more person to stand there, then you've got enough room for live music. Oh
0: yeah, that's a you know
1: that's a great that's a great point of view. You know, um, like this tour is actually um it's not, I mean some of it is, but uh, um, partially because of COVID, it's um one man acoustic tours. I mean one one man acoustic shows, and I mean I'll be opening up for some people, and some people will be opening up for me, and uh, my violin player will be jumping on a couple of shows as well. Um, but You know, I do big shows for, you know, plenty of people, some of the biggest venues in the state. And I also do some of the smaller ones. You know, I do coffee shops and, you know, restaurants and bars, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday nights just by myself as well. You know,
0: have you noticed that you you get a bigger uh, pop or a bigger, um, you know. Uh, crowd reaction when you're in a smaller place. Do you think that's more? Is that better, the intimate feeling, or is it? Do you prefer like a larger venue and 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 the amount of people that are there?
1: Mm. Well, um, with the smaller place, I'll probably have probably just be like just me. Um, and those smaller places, those are really cool because I can I can actually see the crowd, mm. and you know I, I've known a lot of musicians to just be like you know. I will ask the, uh, the PM to throw lights in their face so they can't see the crowd and they won't get nervous or anything like that. Um, I actually tell, tell them to turn it down or at least turn it away from my face or whatever because I want to see the crowd. I want to see their reactions. Um, and with the smaller shows, especially, I can actually just have a straight up conversation with people while I'm on the stage. Um, you know, how are you doing? What kind of music do you like? You know, Where are y'all from? You know, I, I can do stuff like that, and I'll joke around a whole bunch. Um, a couple people have even thought I was like a, uh, like a comedic musician, you know. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, I, I'm not just going to sit up here and sing my songs in the background. You know, I'm, I'm here for an event. I'm here for y'all, so um, I'll make, make something out of it. And uh, as for the bigger shows, um, we'll have the bands there and um you know people will usually get pretty into you know the guitar solos and whatnot but um you know we'll we'll rock out a little bit more like I said before we'll rock out a little bit more at at the live shows and on the recordings and um people people tend to dig that a little bit more I know I do I love the band shows and so uh um but then there's just at heart I'm just um you know, I'm just a music lover, you know, I'm still just a little kid, so when I, I go play a place and, you know, like, somebody that I grew up listening to is playing the next night, you know, that's that's a big deal for me, you know, and uh, when I go play a place and they have a picture of Bruce Springsteen on the wall, I'm like, oh my god, Bruce Springsteen was here? I was like, yeah, he played here about 10 years ago, I'm like, for real? Now I'm playing here? It's like, you want to get a picture? Put my picture up next to you? I'm like, no, nah, we're good. Like, Fair enough. We'll get there.
0: Yeah, it must be an exhilarating feeling knowing that 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 individual, whoever it may be, has played and has sat in the same seat you're sitting in. Yeah, it's humbling uh, too. It's humbling, I bet.
1: Yeah, it, it, there there's a lot to it. I don't get too nervous about about the size of crowds anymore. Um, but it's just sometimes it is thinking, you know. Oh crap! You know, Turnpike Troubadours played here once. Like now, I'm just thinking like I know it's you know years apart, but there is just that little voice in your head that's saying you know, like this crowd just saw Turnpike Troubadours. I know it's ridiculous, but like like you're following Turnpike Troubadours, which is ridiculous because there's years apart, and there's probably fair, none or very few of those people that were at this show are at this show now but it's just i don't know something like something about it just makes you feel like you're going right on after them. and like it's a little nerve-wracking
0: there's that feeling of just you know i mean i'm in the presence of greatness <laughs> i'm in the yeah. presence of like uh, just just my my the people i look up to and it's it's a, it's a it's a good feeling a bit there's um so many artists that i talk to give give me that same response that same answer which is i just love the smaller venues mm-hmm. at the end of the day that's what matters is connecting with my fan base and you know of course people go of course they're gonna say that that's a humbling you know they just want to suck up to their fans and, and you know no <laughs> no it's not it's not what it's about listen if every single artist feels that way there's a reason of course they mm. want of course the the, the bigger the, the 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 crowd the more money you're gonna make and if, yeah of course there's there's no yeah. doubt about that but at the end of the day, it's that's not why you became a musician. It's not why you got into the to, to the quote unquote the business. You know, you're you're, you're first of all, I, I guarantee you and a bunch of other people didn't even try to get into the business. You just you picked up a guitar, you liked what you were doing, and and it felt right. Um, so for some for people to be like, oh, they of course they got to say the smaller venue. No, it's bullshit. The fans are what matter. Without them, you you, you wouldn't even have a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, if, they, if people didn't like what you did, you wouldn't have a show. You wouldn't be selling out that night, regardless yeah. of the venue size. Um, so I guess um, tell tell us a bit more about this the the tour you are going to be going on. Is it is it just Texas? Is it more states? I'm yeah. naive. I'm quite naive about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it's just Texas. Um, you know, a big part of that is COVID. You know, uh, trying to keep it. Um, A little closer to home in case things shut down. And again, you know, I have a little bit more connections here and all that. Um, Also, I don't want to do too much traveling. You know, I don't want to end up getting sick or getting anybody else sick and all that jazz. You know, I'm trying to keep it safer, simpler. Um, I did it last year and I figured, um, me and my team figured uh, we should probably do it basically the same thing. But uh, last year was a 36. I'm sorry, it was a six-week tour, and uh, this year will be a three-month tour, which is very exhausting, <laughs> but uh, no, it's cool. Um, it's the, definitely the longest tour I've ever done, without a doubt, um, but um, it should be cool. It's pretty much all summer.
0: And um, I mean, granted, this show would likely be out when you start, but um, where's the first, uh, first gig at?
1: Dallas. Dallas yeah it starts uh in the whole Dallas Fort Worth location uh area general area because that's where we're from and uh it'll be like shows with me and the band and then um I'll go off to the next town it'll be just me or uh I'll actually be opening out for some people in Abilene um some big people I don't want to say yet because I want it to be like a surprise you know
0: because mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. it's some very big people. Oh, it's very, it's very cool. It's uh oh.
0: no, I, I, yeah. Hold, hold back. Don't don't ruin your NDA and your and your contracts or whatever it is that you got going on. But uh, the likelihood that this episode, I mean, this episode is likely gonna have been dropped on May twenty first. So, um, is there uh, is there some dates that you want to sell that haven't been sold? Maybe <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> That maybe yeah, you're, you're itching to, to sell some tickets for you. Let, let the fans know. man.
1: Yeah. Um, well, when in doubt. You can always just Google my name. My website will come up uh, Charlie Cope. And uh, I have an events page. and I have all my events on there. And I've just been I mean, as of when while we're recording this podcast, I have just been itching to be able to put those dates on the calendar. Uh, <laughs> because some of them are just so cool but uh, I know like I have to wait and make a big thing out of it Uh, because you know you're if you play somewhere and nobody knows you're playing there and no one shows up then you know it's basically just a rehearsal you're playing by yourself (laughs) Um, but no it's really cool Um, it's also kicking off with the uh, the single release of my song putting myself through which is a really interesting song taking Americana to places I've never heard of it go to before um we'll have another single release that's not announced yet in the middle of the tour and then um it'll after the end of the tour we'll have the album that we've been working on for years um it's very 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 long time we'll finally release in the fall and uh we're all very excited it's a big year and uh it's it, it, there's there's a lot going on, but you can always check it out on all of my social medias. Um, you can probably just Google my name, Charlie Cope, and really on the bottom of my homepage of my website, there's my social medias there. You can just click the links to um, and all that stuff and, and come find me wherever you're at in Texas and in the future, um, even outside of Texas and even way outside of Texas, uh, look it up. And even if I'm not playing in your town, you know, I, I love it when people contact me, so feel free to contact me, and say, Hey, you man, why aren't you playing in Oklahoma? Like, maybe I am. Send <laughs> you Come on out. did he just tease a future date? No. <laughs>
0: maybe. Yeah. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I think nothing nothing uh especially the world we live in now, like nothing's better than, than, than the, that word networking. You know, it's very important to to get your name out there and connect with other artists, connect with other other individuals that are that are uh, willing to, to, to look into what you do um mm-hmm. and again like i said that's what this whole podcast is about and i and it's it's pretty awesome that that uh you know it, it's it seems to be the 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 thing that that gets the ball rolling for a lot of artists um and i'm not talking about the, i'm not, i don't mean this podcast <laughs> i mean networking with people uh well who knows maybe that's what this this podcast becomes but um I you know, I wanted I want to talk to you about one of your songs. Mm-hmm. Um and again, it's probably very old. I don't care because I was listening to some of your stuff and like I said, I said earlier, again, it's not it's not the genre, it's not the style that I'm quite too familiar with and like it's growing on me. But then the, there was this one song that I heard and I was like, Oh wait, I, I, I know this feeling, I know this 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 vibe I'm getting here. It reminds me of some stuff. Um it's the song What About You that you've made. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't again it seems very very separated from your other stuff. Yeah. Uh, was that intentional? Was that something that you were trying like I want to I want to reach a different different audience. Like what was talk to us about developing that that that's that that sound.
1: Well, um what about you is definitely my most famous song without a doubt. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's hilarious. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, it has gotten really high on different charts. It's been spun on radio all around the world. Um, actually Waller County has gotten higher, but, um, what about you has gotten on like more of them. So I think it, you know, if you like add them all up, I would say, what about you has done more successfully. Um, yeah. Um, it was, it was the first thing that we actually released professionally. Mm. Um, after my you know old album you know good time charlie um couldn't take it down for legal reasons i actually think that's cool um you know i'm, I'm an optimist so I, I i think leaving that up there is cool because even though you know i was just like 14 when i did that album um now i'm coming out with what about you and Waller county and so much more now uh i could kind of allow this just to be like you know look what I used to be like when I was 14, (laughs) look at me now, six years later, um, I can only guess where I'll be in another six years. (laughs) But uh, what about you was meant to stand out um, somewhat Um, not just from like the rest of my music uh, because I've only got a few tunes out so far. So um, they were meant to be all very different but it was meant to stand out from really anything else that you might hear. Um, the chord structure, the the emotions, that uh, intro guitar riff. Um when I play that at a show, just that ba ba da da ba ba da ba ba da, da da um people will start to flip out because oh I know that one. Yeah. Um and that's a pretty cool feeling. It
0: but also, uh it also got me dancing, man. Uh, you had me awesome. you had me dancing, you had me vibing to all this stuff and it was uh Again, like um, when I looked at when I looked at your music, I was like, "All right, let's see what this guy's got." You know, like I like I like listening to new shit. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to all your stuff, and, and you know, and I, I don't mean this in a in a in a in a bad you know bad way or anything like that. But like, that's the one that stuck out to me, and it's funny that that's the most popular song. Yeah, <laughs> um, I had no idea, and 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 I guess that just gives it even more of a of a of a resonating um you know monikers that it 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 is connecting to a group of people that that really you know I guess dig that style and I mean it, it, it might be the commercialization about it I don't know yeah. maybe that's a, there's a certain sound in there that really that 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 are that resonates with people in in a in a subconscious level I don't I don't know what it is but That is freaking hilarious. That that made me go. That's my favorite. And then it's like, well, you're like, well, it's everyone else's favorite. (laughs) I had no idea. That's really weird. That's really odd. But again, it's a testament to your work, man. I mean, it's it's it's. I guess I'm not saying to keep making songs like that because you know, do what you do, and you know, fuck, fuck, um, you know, being uh, 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 the average Joe. Because that's probably that's the other thing. Maybe. Maybe you could see. I mean, you want to see it as a positive. Maybe it's a negative. Maybe it's like, well, I'm making things that everyone else is making. I shouldn't be that way. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. How do you see it? Do you see it like that? Do you see it as, oh, well, of course, everyone likes it. It sounds like that song or whatever. Do you take it like that, or do do you write it off as a win?
1: Um, I think it's more of about a connection thing. Yeah. You know, um, that song um, is probably. It is definitely one of my favorites of mine, um, uh, which is which is a good thing at least at least for now. Because you know, I know eventually there's a chance eventually I'll get tired of playing it. Uh, it happens sometimes, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know that one. And a lot of people don't realize they they think a lot of my songs are just very straight cut. You know, just chords and here's some lyrics and here's some music. But really there's not a thing on this album that doesn't have a, a deeper a deeper meaning. And every now and then somebody will find something, even though the album isn't out yet, um, that has a deeper artistic meaning. I'm just like, wow, I can't believe you caught that. Um, but um, what about you being a very, um, it's very youthful, you know, and those uh, opening lines, you know, some of my favorite lyrics that I've written uh, I try laughing because it's the only thing I ain't tried yet. You're getting further; the closer I get, um, you know those lyrics on "What About You"? I really like those, and I've had a lot of people uh, tell me how those were amazing lyrics, and really that whole that whole tune.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you credit on those lyrics. Um, th- it's funny because it's uh, you know two. I think I think what what that song for me that the reason I guess it stuck out to me is it 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 felt and correct me if I'm wrong but it felt as if maybe you you made you 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 checked off all the boxes in that song like you found everything that you need to work on I got my I got my strings I got I got mm-hmm. I got the right lyrics I got I got the, oh, this sounds real good I got this in here I got that in here
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh I felt like, again, I don't know you and I don't know your all your music, but I'm just saying, like, based on that song, I felt like that's the one that you're like, damn it, I did it, like I I checked it all off, and uh, maybe you feel like that all the time, but again, I, just for me, I felt like, oh wow, he really knocked it out of park here, and I'm sure mm-hmm. with the stuff that's coming out, I'm sure all the songs are like that, yeah. But, but like you know, I and I I'm excited to hear the the rest of your stuff. I mean, your catalog, I'm sure, is going to continue to grow, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, and 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 we could we could start listening to some some wicked shit. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think uh, I don't know, but, but I I I kept telling people, I was like, I got this guy coming on, and you know, he, he he's you know he does this and that and whatever, and I said, well, listen to check out this song and and same thing everybody's like that's a dope fucking track that's a good <laughs> song and it's it and it, and again some people when they listen to music I know when I listen to music the first time I don't mm-hmm. listen to the lyrics that's mm-hmm. not my concern right and it's not that I don't care about it whatever i just want to ly- hear i just want to hear the music like the actual mm-hmm. music and then second or third time i'll 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 check out the lyrics and, and understand the deeper meaning behind those 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 tones and and riffs and whatnot mm-hmm. but but i'm just gonna keep i'm gonna play that song anytime mm-hmm. i want to dance
1: yeah it's a cool song <laughs> it's, it's it's man dance, but, if uh, this one makes a dance you should wait till you hear the new one <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah it's a cool it um the singles uh i'm actually i've actually released more singles than i was supposed to uh when covid came around and Uh, We had to worry about tours and band members were getting sick and all that. We tried, we, uh, we, we wanted to play it safe. We didn't want to get each other sick. We didn't want to get our fans sick, anything like that. Um, So we delayed the album, you know, a dozen times. There was just disaster after disaster, Uh, the snowstorm and COVID. And I don't know what's next zombies. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But um. we, uh, since we delayed it, we had to least a few extra singles, um, but each single is kind of like a different sub subgenre, I guess, I don't know, um, since Americana is so broad, you know, and like you can look at the, like the AMAs or something, and they'll say Americana music is, you know, usually old school country, rock and roll, rhythm and blues, blues, soul, uh, and folk I'm like, you know, it it, it can be more. Yeah. Let let me do let me do all of those things, none of those things, and much much more than that. <laughs> so uh, this album, it, it kind of it doesn't go all over the place. It is fluid, but there are many different places that it does go. Um, it's it's not just like sporadic randomness. It does have a meaning, and it does have like a fluidity to it. So you can sit and listen to the whole thing. Um. But those first three singles were supposed to be like the three different corners, cornerstones of the album being uh, What About You being the the rockier side, um, Waller County being straight up country side. And I really thought we'd make it being a little bit folksier. Then um, uh, we did three more, Best Stake I Ever Made, we started out. Um, just kind of a little bit of all of them put together and then put myself through very, is actually probably my favorite song on the album. Uh, it's just so different. You know, it's a, I love old school soul music and that's pretty much what it is. You know, it's kind of inspired by the Temptations uh, and just, you know, I couldn't put everything out on this album as a single, of course, because there's not a single song on here I don't like and I don't love playing and I don't love, you know, I, I didn't love writing and being a part of with all the amazing musicians in the studio. But uh it's just there's there's nothing that's just too similar or alike. I think that's really cool.
0: There's this one question I wanna ask. And I mean we're, we're we're gonna wrap it up here probably with this question, but as someone like myself who, who used to who used to do a movie podcast and well it's still out there but we could we could get back to it but um I was like and I'm a big, big movie guy. Of course, I would like to ask you this question.
1: Okay. Do
0: you have a, your favorite music movie? And it doesn't have to be a musical, like sound music, or whatever. But music, you know, related like Whiplash or you know, Stars Born and stuff like that. Is there is there a, your your all time favorite music related whatever a movie that oh. relied heavily on music? Is there is there something that sticks out to you? Mm.
1: I, I love those movies, but I've actually never really thought of it like that. It's um, a good question. You know, um, my favorite movie of all time. I know this is really basic. Is a uh, Force Gump, which I know isn't really uh, isn't really a big you know music movie, um, but I love that soundtrack, and I think that really kind of kind of makes it. And especially with, like my songs, they're all. Um, like you said, David Bowie. I'm actually wearing a David Bowie shirt right now. I love Bowie. Oh. Uh, making characters, um, you know, I, I never really made characters. I mean, I have, and it haven't always worked out. You know, I've written nearly 2,000 songs. I've done it every which way to lose. Um, but when I, the the best songs I've written, were all 100 percent true stories. Um, it's just. Yeah. So this, this album, you know, it's just the soundtrack to my story. And I kind of feel like, you know, like Force Gump, you know, it's just kind of, you know, if, if I was a musician um, in his situation, you know, in his shoes, you know, that's, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I would have something in the style of that soundtrack. Not, not just that it's, you know, awesome and. He, you know it's got ccr it's got the birds and it's got all the kinds of cool stuff but um and that's also just like the the era in time that i really dig as far as music goes but i don't know i've never been asked that one before that's a new one (laughs) but um, that one that one stands out to me at this second
0: yeah we try to we try to ask uh, uh you know depending on the individual it's on so it's like if i have like a if we, if we ever have a scientist on I'm going to be like, "Hey, what's your favorite science related movie?" <laughs> so I just let you know, gear gear towards that, but man, you you've you've been a great conversation. This has been this has been actually a lot of fun. Um mm-hmm. the, there there's there's uh, I get ready. I I listen. There's so many things we could talk about and go into it and that's why maybe down the line we'll have you back on and keep talking because you sound like a really really fun uh really fun conversation. So um Again, remind people where we could find your dates, your tour dates, your social
1: media. Let everybody know. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. um, You can uh, find all my info if you just Google my name, Charlie Cope. Cope is in How Do I Cope with All This Terrific Music. Uh, You can just Google my name. My website will come up. And that's really everything. Uh, On the homepage is all my social medias. On the very bottom of that homepage. Or you can just type up my name, the real Charlie Cope on Instagram, the Charlie Cope on Twitter, Charlie Cope on it Facebook, um, or on anything else you might have. Um, I'm probably on it, and uh, you can find my tour dates on my events page. All my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, on plenty of your favorite local radio stations. Actually, uh, there's one or two in New York that've actually played my stuff. Um, oh wow! So wherever you're from, you can listen to my music. Um, there is a contact page on there or if it's social media, feel free to contact me. If you're like, hey man, you should come play in my town. Well, you know, I might be. So just feel free to contact me or uh, you know, let me know what you think of the music or whatever. And uh, I'm always down to meet and get in touch with new fans and all that sort of thing.
0: Right on, man. Thank you so much for being on. Um, that That was awesome.
1: Thank you for having me.